Hello, and welcome to Gotta Get Out of This Town, a hot sauce review and chaos energy podcast. I am not your usual host. I am Sybil, and I have taken the reins for the worst idea yet. With me this week are three, count them, three queers. Will you introduce yourselves? I'm Elaine, and uh, I am not happy about the choice of record that we're listening today. I'm Adam, and I am happy about it. I'm Gwen, she, her. <laughs> and were, were we supposed to listen to the queers? Because I listened to the offspring. <laughs> I think we can do either. They're basically interchangeable, right? Oh, don't make me fight you already. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I told you this was going to be the Chaos Podcast. I'm scared. This week, we are talking about the fresh release from The Offspring. Only a few months old, Let the Bad Times Roll. With this, A, we're going to see where the first band we covered ends up at the end of history, a.k.a. today, because surely they will never release another album before we finish this podcast. And B... This is a wild album full of bad ideas that did not come out for about seven years. So why, why, whenever we talk about current pop punk or make a special episode about it, why do we always choose the bad records? Because it's more fun. And you're, you guys are the experts. I'm just the schmuck. <laughs> I'm not the expert on this era of pop punk. I don't know what y'all are talking about. I can't tell you what the good ones are. I heard the new Goldfinger's okay. I haven't heard it yet, though. It's... Ah, uh, Goldfinger. It's acceptable. I... Oh, man. I listened to the first, like, five albums of theirs recently, and uh, if when you get to, like, the fifth one, he gets clean off drugs, and all of the, all of the songs are just like, drugs are bad, <laughs> I'm not on drugs. <laughs> we haven't got there yet. We mostly just reviewed the two transphobic records so far. Oh, yeah. So, so sort of like Violator, then. The Depeche Mode album where uh, Dave Gahan got clean and all of a sudden it's like, well, you should try being in my shoes because guess what? Heroin sucks. However, it gave us a really great Bosch video. Yeah, but Violator is a great album. There's a lot of trope. This is a big trope in the rock and roll world. The clean record, right? And usually it's garbage because they've lost themselves in getting clean, but they're trying to work through it as musical therapy. And then they make the mistake of releasing it as a commercial product for us to all judge and be like, we have to share a room with you. What do we do with this? Talking about musical therapy, the, um, the producer on this record is Bob Rock, who also produced Saint Anger by Metallica. So we know that we're in for a good time. Those drum sounds are Lars Ulrich's fault, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a whole movie about it. Like, I, I'm sure, I'm sure Bob Rock did a lot of things to make that record bad on top of that. But Lar that was the worst part was not him. I will give him that much credit. <laughs> that is fair. It's not like the drum sounds like 
any good on this record. I mean, I have problems with the production on this one. <laughs> but yeah. I don't have any problems with the drums. The drums are the drums sound fine. Yeah, I mean, mostly it's the guitar. I find the guitar to be like, extremely like non-punchy on this record. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. So, let's talk about all the troubles the Bad Times had rolling along, because in 2013, this record was first mentioned as being in development. Their last album had been in 2012. Whoa, whoa, there's so much to say before you even get there. Hold on, Sybil. Hold on. Let's slow our roll, just a sec. So, one. <laughs> I gotta know, like, we, which record did you guys cover? Was it Smash or Ixnay? We did Americana, and we did the one after that, which is the the one with the original prankster. Sure. Which I will repeat. It's a song that gets worse every time you listen to it. Sure. It's basically magic. It's like every time you listen to it, it's somehow worse than the last time you listen to it. Another SCP album confirmed. <laughs> Terrible. So their last record, I can't even remember the fucking name of it, but it, they released a, a joke song as a single, and the joke was that it was indistinguishable from a bad at, like a, just a terrible fucking pop song like did you hear it like bumping in my trunk i that is the title <laughs> california rolling bumping in my trunk. cruising california bumping in my trunk there we I'm go looking at it. there we go it's a terrible terrible song and th this this was them trying to recapture the magic of original prankster pretty fly for a white guy but there's literally no punchline and that was when I lost all faith that they could ever write, like, anything worth more than, like, one good song again. However, there's two quotes about the song that I'm looking up here. One is Dexter Holland. It's two paragraphs long. The other is from Noodles, and it says, It's a silly and fun song. Some of the tracks are more serious and require more thought. This is about shaking your ass. I call songs like this earworms. They stay stuck in your head and wriggle around for a few days. I wanted to call it Caboose. That would have worked, too. One of these men knows what they're doing. Can you... What's the two paragraph by Dexter Holland? <laughs> oh, you're really going to make me read this? Yep. As I was writing this record, I realized I was writing some heavier songs, and they were a bit serious. Having some fun songs has always been a part of our band. I thought, I should write a couple of songs that are a little more fun and on the lighter side. Towards the end of the album, I wrote Cruising California. It's about what it'd be like if I was driving down the beach in my hometown on a nice sunny day in Southern California. I live in Huntington Beach, so I thought, that's what I should write about. My hometown is great, and so there's a lot of fun reflected in the song. At the same time, there's some shady and seedy parts. I tried to put both of them in the lyrics. It's a great place, but there's a dark underbelly as well. 
Huntington Beach had these riots in the 80s and 90s, so that side of the place always existed. But at the end of the day, I want people to know it's a fun summer song. Bob told me to write about Huntington. It seems weird to write about your hometown. It's like you're bragging or something. He said people in the rest of the world have a different perception of California. It's like a dream place. It might be where you live, but others don't see it the way you do. You gotta have fun. It's also a good way to cope. There's a lot of silly stuff out there, and it's good to laugh and have fun with it. So this came. This record came out in uh, 2013, 14? Uh, 12. 12. And that, that, as far as I know, that was their last full length until... It was. That time's roll? Yep. Sorry, that quote put me to sleep for a little bit. What'd I miss? Um, nothing important. Just mm. me losing 10 years of my life listening to quotes about this song. You're almost the same age as me now. Good news. You're going to hear more Dexter Holland quotes this episode because I have a game for us. Every time we get to a track that we don't have anything to say about or we need a little bit of space to fill or a transition out of something, I'm going to read a quote off. And this game is called Rich Dad, Poor Dad because Dexter Holland has talked about how he came up from nothing when he was a young man. And so I'm going to read some uh, some rich people quotes and some Dexter Holland quotes. And you need to tell me if it's a rich dad rocker or a poor dad rocker. All right. Do you have one for warm-up right now? And I expect you to keep score, Sybil. I will. I'm actually going to write this down. All right, so here's, uh, here's one randomly pulled off of the list. Punk rock is very rebellious, of course, but it also means thinking for yourself. Is that poor dad Dexter Holland or rich dad someone else? I'm gonna go with rich dad. I think that is too coincide and too, like... It's not wild enough to be Dexter Holland. I'm gonna go with Rich Dad. I think it's Poor Dad. Uh, I, I'm actually gonna go with Dexter on this one. I think that's basic enough for him. Dexter. You are both correct, Gwen and Adam. <laughs> that is Dexter Holland. <laughs> Punk rock is very rebellious, of course, but it also means thinking for yourself. Um, is this a good spot for me to ask what everybody's favorite? Well, does everyone, does anyone like The Offspring? I actually kind of like The Offspring. I, um, I like Americana. Oh, I don't like, oh, I don't like any <laughs> don't... Offspring album. Let me say that. I like, yes. I like about 30 <laughs> Offspring songs interspread throughout their entire discography. I think, uh, we talked about this in the last episode that I removed from the feed forever. Uh, <laughs> Americana is a record that I think it's very energetic, it's like good musically, and I would try not to listen to the lyrics because I think all of the lyrics are sort of horrible and uh, very boomer judgy vibe, vibes, but yeah, I think Americana is, a, is solid. I don't think I like anything else as a record from them, and even as a single, I think they get really bad really quickly in the 2000s. But you gotta get it. You gotta give me a song. You gotta pick a song. Doesn't have to necessarily be your favorite, but one you you think is like indicative of good offspring. Firmly, my favorite offspring song is "Gone Away" because it came out just as a friend of mine was hit by a car and died when I was a teenager. So it's always had that. Uh, it for that reason, I like that song and one orgy track because they both came out simultaneously. All right, respect. Uh, I'm gonna go with No Breaks. I think that's, like, just fast, energetic, and I seem to remember not awful lyrically, so gotta go with that one. Adam? 
I am notoriously bad at picking favorites, but you have to understand that I was a uh, um, adolescent Homestuck fan circa uh, 2012. So my favorite, it has to be "You're Gonna Go Far, Kid," because otherwise, they someone would have to snipe me. What is there a Homestuck connection I'm not aware of to the Offspring? Yes. Okay. It was a um, very popular Homestuck AMV. Uh, I see. So like that's like second tier Homestuck meme. Gotcha. Second tier, but yes, <laughs> they would still have to snipe me. Um, so I, I being a shit, I'm going to give it a tie, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to split it between all I want. But the only reason why I love that fucking song, but it's the crazy taxi song and that feels like a cheat. So it's that and um, I want you bad. <sighs> so okay. that was my question. Thank you. I yield my time. I will never forget. <laughs> One lyric from that song that always makes me cringe hearing it out of Dexter Holland's mouth. I want you untattooed in a vinyl suit. I want you bad. I always thought the line was, I want you on a tattoo. I thought he was saying that he was going to get, I thought he was going to say, get her tattooed on him. I want you all tattooed. Okay, so he wants wants her covered in tattoos. That's the complete opposite of what you thought it was. Yes. However, that still doesn't make the vinyl suit line any better. So one, y'all, y'all pay way more attention to the lyrics than I do. That is not my forte. The problem is that we spend every week going through every single track of a lot of records that sort of sound the same all the way through, which means you've got to find things to say about things. And the lyrics are really easy to make fun of sometimes. See, this, you made the same mistake I did. I started a podcast about a JRPG, and guess what? If you played nothing but JRPGs, it fucking sucks. So if you listen to nothing but pop punk, <laughs> it's a horrible downhill decline. But there's good shit in there. Don't you dare take my genre name in vain. The lucky thing for our mental health is that rated music is absolutely awful with genres, so 90% of the things we review are not even pop punk, like... No one will ever convince me that Eve 6 is like pop punk in any way or punk. No, no, I don't get that one. People just want to talk about him because he's a Twitter liberty now. The two of you are aware that I still regularly podcast about both punk music and JRPGs, right? Yeah, and I'm going to make fun of you for it for the rest of my life. Yeah, you probably should, given that I just took my middle name from one of those games. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Next, we're going to go over the cursed history of Let the Bad Times Roll. Because, again, in 2013, they started saying, yeah, we're going to start recording in 2014. So they do that. And then their contract with Columbia Records ends, who they had been with since 1996. So, okay, we're going to change gears. We're going to find someone new. And they put out a single, which is on this album, called Coming For You. It comes out January 2015. 
just want to just want to point out Dexter Holland owns his own record label. Yes, which this is not on. Just release your own fucking record. This is on Concord Records. In September 2015, they claimed they had finished two or three tracks, but they started posting a picture of the band and Bob Rock in the studio on Instagram. Yeah, we've got an album coming. It's going to come out in 2016. By August 2016, they said they had five or six songs done and one or two might come out anytime soon. Thankfully, we're going to get this done by the end of 2016. In on January 2017, they post another picture of the band, except not all of them because someone was at home with their family going, we're working. Here's a selfie. By May, they said, I'm going to spend a lot more time in the studio. We've been less active on the recording side for the last few years, so I want to put out another record. The band is number one for me and what I am most passionate about. They proceed to um, say that it will for sure be released in 2018. But by the end of 2017, Holland is going, you know, an EP is great. It's what people are doing these days. It makes for less time in between stuff. It's been five years. We have a few songs together. We want to get something out early in 2018. And then they didn't. And then they didn't. Look, we were all depressed. Donald Trump was president. Can you really blame them that they didn't do anything for four fucking years? If you hadn't kept claiming... Any day now. That's the thing, because in December 2017, it's we finished up on Tuesday, Wednesday. We'll get back in the studio as soon as the new year rolls around. There's a certain point where you have to adapt to the new Spotify model of just release the fucking singles as you think of songs that are good enough for singles. But they did. They did in 2015 and then nothing. (laughs) So February 2018, quote, we have finished tracking down drums for the album via Instagram. This is their official This is their official Instagram. Wait, wait. They had to track down their drums via Instagram? A year later, to the day, February 23rd, 2018 is that Instagram post. February 23rd, 2019, Noodles goes, "The album's done. Working on getting it to the fans now. Stay tuned." A month later, Dexter Holland says the album is 98% finished and going for a... (laughs) That means he's struggling with the lyrics. Uh, Noodles then says later in the year, the album is coming out in 2020. We just need a record label to release it. By April 2020, the band released a cover of Joe Exotic's country song because Tiger King happened. I'm gonna fucking... Kick you in the shin, Dexter Holland. <laughs> and in June 2020, Holland confirmed the new album is basically done, but we're on hold at the moment because of the pandemic. Uh-huh. So they're going to release this as a fucking NFT next, right? That's how this always goes. February 8th, 2021, Dexter and Noodles in the same room post a video confirming the album is finished, has a release date, and we'll talk about singles soon. Did it look like they were being held hostage? No, it didn't. It was actually just a very boring thing with two men in a room. You know, we're being safe. We had to we had to be careful. Is this the the, the one where you posted the photo where they looked really old? Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> and in February of this year, they announced Let the Bad Times Roll was their 10th studio album. 
as well as the single they were putting out that day. And that's when we finally got this album after an eight-year saga. And it's time for an asterisk. Concord Records. They have some subsidiary labels. You might know some of their releases. The new St. Vincent is on there. The new Rise Against. They own Fearless Records. That's like a kind of like metal, like pop punk kind of weird shit record label. Stacks. That's like cool R&B stuff. Kids Bop. Um, Concord Jazz. Well, they seem decently. I mean, they do. If they do Kids Bops, they probably do a lot of business because I keep seeing that in the chart. I think those, I think those albums are technically free to make. Yes, they cost no money. <laughs> I have to tell you that some of what slowed this album down is that in the previous nine years, Dexter Holland released a hot sauce, Gringo Bandito, and some idiot might have a bottle of it right here. Okay, <laughs> one of my favorite idiots ever. Surely. Does this idiot already opened and tasted this hot sauce pre-podcast? All she's done, all she's done is open it, sniff it to make sure it's not rancid, and now she's going to put it on this chip right here. It's, God damn it, it's not rancid, it's the offspring. How many times? <laughs> you know, Ellie's been confusing them with garbage all day. <laughs> A completely different band. Oof. <laughs> 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 Okay. Okay. Um, Gringo Bandito original red sauce tastes like someone overcooked one of those little uh, plastic things a Mexican restaurant gives you in the microwave in the plastic. However, maybe this is a bad chip. So I'm going to do the most reasonable thing, which is since no one else in the house will touch this, take a swig out of the jar next. Okay. Pray for me. All right. God. Right, Sybil, you're my hero. Dear Dexter oh. Holland. <laughs> Guy Sybil. Oh. <laughs> Water. <laughs> I don't know what this podcast is anymore. Well, Sybil's gone. You're required by law to love it. Sorry, Ellie. You can't go Victor Frankenstein on it. Okay. It has a real spice when you deep throat it. <laughs> Oh. Uh-huh. The worst hot sauce I've ever had was uh, the Donkey Kong High Score Guys hot sauce, Billy Mitchell. I've never tried that, but I've never heard a good review. He got a, he gave us a small batch as a co- at a company I worked for, and it tasted like somebody poured a bunch of vinegar and spiced it a little. Oh, I've, I've at least heard some people say Gringo Bandito is good hot sauce, but I think they were all white. Let's talk about this record. Let us talk about this really terrible record. So we start with uh, This Is Not Utopia, 
Yes! Dexter Holland, welcome to the Hashtag Resistance. I want to say, they really went all out trying to get this video out there to the point that only two tracks on this album don't have some kind of special animated lyric video. Good for them. This one is basically the corn art from Follow Your Leader, or Follow the Leader, <laughs> coming to life. And it's around a bunch of people who are wrapped up in handcuffs that look like the chains from the Run the Jewels album cover. So what Dexter Holland has to say about this song is, we wrote a song called Shit's Fucked Up, but that was nothing. Check out now. To me, the song sounded like it's about the rioting that was going on last summer. But I actually finished it in April, so it was before that. It wasn't like I predicted it on anything, but there was a sense that this stuff was bubbling. It was ready to spill over. People are oppressed, and they're feeling it, and they're striking out. God, I really want to Dexter Holland to talk about these topics. Shit's fucked up is such a better metaphorical representation of the feeling that we're all feeling over this is not utopian. Way to state the fucking obvious, dude. But here's the other thing. I... I combed over the lyrics because I have brain problems and that's how I do. Mm -hmm. He doesn't state this in a way that condemns any side. Of course. This song and a few others all basically say, boy, it's terrible. How can they be rioting? There's no who the they is. Nothing in the lyric video animation tells you who the people are because they're just all white hands and gold chains. And... With with lines like how the rules don't matter anymore, the roots of America are the roots of hysteria, you don't matter anymore. I can't, I can read that as overt crypto fash. Do you? <laughs> do you think you can really go twenty years looking like Smash Mouth and take a side politically? I don't think that's allowed. Here's the thing: if I'm really kind to this dexter holland is an idiot if i'm not kind to this dexter holland is straight up going white supremacy rules with things like a violent race punch in the face with this hate how can we all survive well the thing is you know i heard he's pretty fly so i'm gonna go with he's an idiot okay okay <laughs> yeah this reads to me like a really poor attempt at, like, very, you know, milquetoast liberalism rather than actually meaning bad things. This is just, like, terrible, but not, you know, not in that way. Just terrible as in terrible. All I'm saying is, there's if there's one line that I could read one way, maybe you made a mistake. If there's two lines, I start getting curious. There's no less than four lines in this song that could straight up be calling out to the Fox News crowd. Okay, so here's my half-hearted defense of this song. I don't pay attention to lyrics. Note. Um, <laughs> I like the drop beat at the beginning, or it's like one, two, snare, one. I like that. I like that part a lot, and that's a really good riff, and then it's a punk song from there. That's what took them six years to find those drums for. And then the chorus is basically just Roots Radical by Rancid. Yeah. <laughs> Someone stole their drums to try and keep this album from happening. Uh. It's like it, it's like the time travels that tried to stop the saxophone from being invented. Like 
They tried. They managed to delay it, but it didn't work. I got a small uh, California punk scene story for y'all. Uh, Go you, for do it. you guys know the band mm-hmm. Voodoo Glow Skulls? Yes. No. Nope. Okay. They're jackasses. They're on Epitaph Record. Uh, and uh, they released like maybe three good songs over eight albums. But they're a weird, like, uh, macho, aggressive ska band. <laughs> Those two things doesn't seem like they should go together, but okay. <laughs> no, they don't. Uh, yeah. So they, um, so yeah, they're kind of notorious, uh, assholes in the scene. And this, like, punk band in the 90s called Hickey stole their trumpet. And so Hickey released a split that was Hickey slash Voodoo Glow Skulls. And on the Hickey side, it was just a Hickey song. And then on the Voodoo Glow Skulls side, it was one of the members of Voodoo Glow Skulls threatening them on an answering machine while they played the trumpet shittily over his voicemail recording. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's Thank you. That's, That's a story I hadn't heard, and I love it. <laughs> oh, God. So the title track is next. The first single. And I'm not even going into the lyrics, like, this is... I hate this with a passion, and I cannot articulate with words why. Fascinating. Because I would say, this is like the one good song on the record. Really? Yes, the one. The one I would actually click like on Spotify. Okay, I want to hear your argument for this, because right now I'm just seething with hate for this song, and maybe you can change my mind. That meme. No, probably not, because you pay attention to lyrics, but I like the mariachi-style guitar in the verses. Oh, I hate it! I think it's extremely cheesy, especially with how the the, the music is very this lightweight, radio-friendly thing. I'm... It's The Offspring! <laughs> but The Offspring, like, when I liked The Offspring, they had, they still had some aggression. This is just... So lightweight, so nothing. Your your grandma's showing, Ellie. <laughs> Back in my day, the offspring were angry. Well, we'll see what happens when the offspring get angry later, Ellie, and it's not good either. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I gotta start pulling out the fact that this song was dated by the time it came out, because I believe this is one of the ones that was written during 2017, given that a... Single released in 2021 has lines like, Now it was all a lie, but that bitch won't get in my way. Keep shouting what I like. Lock her up, lock her up. Now that's a good one, I gotta say. This is so dated already. Dexter Holland said it best. We could have written a song called Trump is a shithead or whatever, but that would have been too easy. There's more going on than just that. And it's too bad that we're at that point. Machiavelli flow, to me, is a leader saying whatever they want to say to get in office and then totally screwing everybody once they get there. Give me the dignity of patronizing me. Now it's just like, oh, fuck you, figure it out. The verses are rocking. 
They're pretty heavy, and then it goes to this light chorus, almost like a musical coping mechanism. I need a musical coping mechanism from this album, to be honest, but, you know. I mean, I'm two for two on liking this album so far. Yeah, so, you know. same. Like, I don't think... I don't think it really gets bad yet. <laughs> These two tracks are as much as the, the whole album is going to sound like The Offspring, basically. Like, there's, like, one other song. That is fair, but it sounds like The Offspring 30 years later, which is what it is, which is fair, but, you know... Well... I'm not sure it works for me. <laughs> how about this? What else sounds like The Offspring? Is it this quote? We need more people speaking out. This country is not overrun with rebels and free thinkers. It's overrun with sheep and conformists. If a burglar breaks into your home and you shoot him, he can sue you. Rich dad, poor dad. Rich dad. I don't know who. That doesn't sound like Dexter. Rich dad. Yeah, rich dad, I think. You all got that one. It's Bill Maher. <laughs> oh, oh God, he's reproduced. Guy. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, he hasn't. No, he he oh, will okay. die with his dick in some kind of weed-induced condom. Okay, so like rich dad age, but not like rich dad. Yeah, I, I was thinking, you know, if we're calling the offspring the boomer rock of pop punk, I needed other dad-style figures. <laughs> some of these people probably haven't reproduced. That didn't stop me from finding quotes from them. I do have one thing to say about the song that's negative. Mm-hmm. Uh, the title of it just makes me think of the Fall Out Boy song, and the Fall Out Boy song is better, and I could listen to that instead. Which one Fall Out Boy song? Isn't it, uh, Thanks for the Memories? Let the good times roll in case God doesn't show? The title let me, just let me think of a, of a, like, a pastry? The Let the Bad Times Roll? Ah, yes, the bad times roll. It means you've gotten the worst sushi. The bad times roll is what happens when I try to bake. <laughs> <laughs> I would almost bet money that Dexter Holland has never heard of Fall Out Boy. Maybe in passing, or like never heard their music. How about To be fair, like a couple of episodes ago, we discovered that Sybil never heard of Fall Out Boy, so I don't know. That's also true. Jiminy Jillikers. Okay. Sybil is Dexter Holland in disguise, confirmed. That would explain how I got this hot sauce. <laughs> ha, I knew it. Uh, I will also point out, Let the Bad Times Roll has a full music video, and it is some real old man screaming about the cloud. If it's not the girl who... It's supposed to clearly be everyone's in quarantine, it's getting to them, but when it's all 20-somethings... And one of them is a young woman having a cell phone turn into an alien face hugger and molest her head. Oh, Banksy directed it. Someone else takes what I'm presuming are supposed to be psych meds, and they start just seeing their body distort and morph. Another guy is playing video games, and then he starts fighting Cat with a shield because the lasers are coming out of the screen at him. And the fourth guy is like suddenly in a riot like literally this the thread from the first song comes back of riots are bad except they're in his bedroom uh and then they're all suddenly kai's power goo morphed at the end on a zoom call and it doesn't say who's bad again except youth youth is bad everyone younger than dexter holland is a cretin that's a direct quote 
that has sort of has been the creed of the offspring since forever. So, yeah. Let's talk about Behind Your Walls, the suicide song. Tell me how do I reach you when all I see is a stare? How do you look for the signs when nothing is there? So you think when the water won't cut the flame, every anger drives you insane. Tell me how does it look from behind your walls of pain? Verse. Do you think he had a cold, or no? It's it's uh, it's sadness for the lives we lost in 2020. This is sad. No, dude, I need you to sing it through your nose. Tell me how do I read you when all I see is a stare? This is a this is gonna. I can't. I don't know if this is like the first. I assume it is a mention of a repeat album theme where uh, Mr. Offspring is talking about how his partner is no longer the same. Oh yeah, there's a song about that. So this is, uh, this to me sounds the, like The Offspring, but this to me sounds like the worst time The Offspring's had, because it's sort of like slower and sadder, and it's trying to be really serious. And uh, yeah, it sucks that Dexter Holland had friends that committed suicide. Not gonna make fun of that, but Half of the song is him screaming at me what's behind the walls of pain, and uh, I don't know, I don't feel that resonates in any way. <laughs> As someone who has dealt with, like, really fucked up depression, like, yeah, it sucks. It's not an interesting question than you're posing me. It's shit. You're not white, rich, and 50. Oh god, I wish I was. Punk band goes to the doctor, depressed. Doctor says, I know just the cure for your depression, punk band. Go see the offspring tonight. They'll cure anyone's depression. The punk band begins to cry. Doctor, you don't understand. I am the offspring. <laughs> um, yeah. For what it's worth, I also thought this sounded the most like the old offspring. And in fact, I thought it seemed like the kids aren't all right or gone away era. Hey, we're trying to do a message song. It did sound like gone away to me, too. Yeah, but without the punch... Of the kids aren't right, like the kids aren't right is fucking catchy. There's like, no it's... power. There's no power behind your walls, man. Sometimes you just don't have a punch to throw when you're sad. However, I will give Dexter Holland this. There is a quote from him which says, "You know, when I was growing up, dark topics were part of what drew me to a lot of the bands I liked. Punks weren't afraid to talk about depression, and it helped. And that's." That's a lovely thought. I will not shit-talk that. On the other hand, this is being discussed the same week that a new church's single, which is the best thing Robert Smith has done in uh, 20 years, came out. So he's also getting destroyed on that front. How about we talk about the worst Bjork cover you'll ever hear, Army of One.
by one note on this one. Uh, actually, it's also I also have a note that this is a prequel to Army of Two, but that's not funny. <laughs> um, I would love to see a Bjork Dexter. No, Dexter Holland and Noodles are the Army of Two. Yes, do this. Is Army of One a Bjork song? Like I... Army of Me is a Bjork song. Uh, yeah, we're we're making a joke at how close it is to that. This was the song I was gonna say. This song's like the kids are all right, which they've done before. They've like they've ripped the kids are all right before for can't repeat. If you know that one, which is their single from their greatest hits album, Ugh. it sounds just like it. It's the exact same chorus except in the opposite direction. You know where kids all right goes up, that can't repeat goes down. That's that's it. Yeah, this one had a weird almost surf rock riff to the mix though, which I'm not sure how I feel about it. I don't feel good about it actually, I know how I feel about it, which is not good. Um, yeah. This is the second most insane uh, lyrics video animatic on the album, because it proceeds to pan over Rib Lake, where a bunch of skeletons with army helmets but no skulls are just floating, so I think of it as Rib Lake, and then when we get to the chorus, we're introduced to Party Thug Skeleton, the army of one. And he's just rocking out with a knife in his full combat gear. This is the song where I realized that this album was making me bad at video games, specifically Hades, um, which I think is ironic given the theme and content. You'd think that a song called Army of One would make you very good at the game Hades, since that's what it's about. But no. It makes you really bad at it. Yeah, we, hold on. Adam just posited a universe where the songs you listen to give you power like the fucking Loverboy belt from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. So, <laughs> Adam, what, what other songs would give you power like that? So, I've been listening to Dancing in the Moonlight by King Harvest on loop for the past week or so while I play Hades. And I've gotten better at playing Hades. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but I just gotta assume you gotta have... There's gotta be some sort of spiritual connection between the song and the game. It's not gonna work. I was just playing DDR an hour ago, you know. Uh-huh. Did you know FX is in one of the weird DDR spinoff games that only released in Japan? Yes, because I have import mixes. Cool, I knew you would. <laughs> yes, of course I do. It's Zyklon B Bathhouse, isn't it? What a weird fucking song to pick. Gotta love it, because it's cheap. Anyhow, Army of One is a pretty forgettable song that has nothing to say because, you know, the world is turning, the lost keeps searching, we all come undone, he's the Army of One, but there's nothing about who he's against. He's just against bad world. He's against the underworld, and he's trying to escape. Duh. I mean, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, a good, like, yeah, fight song? even without context, can be good if the, you know, if there's energy, if there's a punch to it. This this is just weak. Like, I will say this to most of the song on this record, this just feels weak. The production, like, drains a lot of the energy from the guitar. I don't like the weird surf rock riff that they do. Mm. Also, none of, none of this record is catchy, which... The Offspring always had, like, a, even in the worst record, you always had, like, one or two catchy songs that you can say, okay, these are the singles, these are fine. I mean, I've had Let the Bad Times Roll stuck in my head all day. Yeah, but you're criminally insane, Adam. 
I mean, this is true, but I don't like that you're holding it against me. Do, do you have a... I do have a good quote to get us out of this. So how about we play another round? Rich Dad, Poor Dad. My mother is very, very smart and commands respect because she has a lot of respect for herself. Dexter. Dexter Holland. Oh, this must be Poor Dad. This must be Dexter. Adam? Dexter. You're all wrong. That's Jared Leto. All right. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying Dexter Holland would play a good Joker, too, don't you think? He's the original prankster. I know, right? You can't just string Jared Leto on me. Oh, you're going to be very upset at the sociopaths I picked for the rich dad category. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I, I had some real fun finding quotes that sounded like Dexter Holland. Maybe I'll go through uh, San Diego while I'm uh, on vacation, you know, for reasons. <laughs> Punch me in the face? Yeah, I've probably deserved it. <laughs> Here, I'll take another swig of hot sauce next song. The next one is another sad one, Breaking the Bones. Sounds like bad religion. It's kind of cool. I found this one is the one that really convinced me this should have just been an EP. Yep. It's a two minute, 40 second song. 40 seconds are silence. Just, just guitar noodling. <laughs> and this is the one that has the most jarring visualizer because, you, okay, two out of three of you will probably remember the old Microsoft screensaver that just made a maze usually used brick textures and things. Mm -hmm. Oh, Adam, you got to look that yeah. up <laughs> if you don't know that. <laughs> no, I remember it. Yeah, Adam would know it. It's been in a Geico commercial recently. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's that, except there's a skeleton on a toilet at the end of it. Awesome. Love it. So... I don't know why that's fitting this song that's about losing someone close to you, but the punchline is a skeleton took a dump. Do you think their intestines are made out of bones? Yes. Oh, that would explain why it's so clogged up. I don't get it. I don't either. Quote, get us out of it. <laughs> yeah. Does anyone else have anything to say about this song? Because it's another sad one. It's kind of hard to dunk on it. It does go bad religion-y. It does sound a little bit bad religion-y. It was all right. I don't... I, I'm not a fan, but it is definitely one of the least... Um... Ellie, I'm getting the sense that you're not a fan of any of the songs on the record. Well, what gave you that impression? I found this record... I don't know if I... Because I'm sleep-deprived. I don't know because it was a weird day. I found this record extremely unpleasant to my ears. But the next one has your favorite line. And speaking of favorite lines, here's another quote. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I've sold my records out of shopping carts on the street. I'd like to see anyone do what I do for one week. Oh, this must be Dexter Holland. Yeah, I'm going with Holland. That's Poor Dad. That's Gigi Allen. 
That's fucking wild. <laughs> Why the fuck? I guess it's like it's more than I'm thinking. Like, does Gigi Allen like go, like I can kind of understand Dexter Holland going up to a random stranger and being like, "Hey, I just re- recorded this album called Ixnay on the Ombre." I can't imagine Dexter Gigi Allen going up and being like, "Excuse me, are you a fan of poop shitting yourself?" <laughs> yeah, I I had to choose some other punk people. We are shit at this game. We have like a really low. Whatever, I got two points. Uh, we've had two successful scores. Right now, uh, Gwen and uh, Adam are tied for first. <laughs> Anyhow, let's go to coming for you. Yeah. This one sounds like Rock and Roll Part 2 by Gary Glitter. Clowns! This is the one that has the ripoff of the Prodigy's Time Bomb Zone video, but without the amazing fight choreography. And it's a bunch of clowns murdering one another. Alright. Yeah, it's a... Uh, it's a choice. I'm so glad I forgot to watch the videos for this one. Like, it's literally Clown Fight Club until a mime shows up and brutally murders them all with imaginary weaponry. Oh, see, that would give me nightmares. You can't allow a baby to see such acts. <laughs> this song, uh, even if you do a good job at ignoring the lyrics like I usually do, shoves some lyrics right in your face. You want to give them the hotline? Yeah, I mean, the... <laughs> God. Um, the chorus. Break down, take down, now it's on. Sold out, blow out, Donkey Kong. Um, th- that just makes me sad. That just makes me... It, it... I, I can't. It's no, uh, um, Nintendo. Two-stoned Nintendo. Two-stoned Nintendo is great. Two-stoned Nintendo is actually funny. I don't know if it's meant to be funny. But it's hilarious. Well, this is the yang to that yin. Two-stoned Nintendo is having fun. Sold-out blowout Donkey Kong is that bit from The Simpsons where he's really sad performing outside arcades. Is that fucking SR-71? <laughs> no. No, that's uh, uh, American Hi-Fi? Flavor of the Week. Oh my god, Flavor of the Week. I had that album on. Uh, you know, that actually has uh, the... I was just thinking about that album in my head because I was thinking of one of the worst breakdowns I've ever heard in my life is from that album, and I don't even remember what song it is, but there's a point where the singer just goes, Here comes the breakdown! Here comes the breakdown! Here comes the breakdown! <laughs> breakdown anyway! And that's it! <laughs> Yep. One of the dumbest fucking things I've heard in my life. Sure was an album. You can debate that. Yeah, that makes sense. I like that album. Also, by the end of the year, we will be covering the last SR-71 album that I owned. You owned multiple! (laughs) Yes! Yes. And this is why we keep her around. Does that one have um, 
Kick Me While I'm High or 1985 on it? Uh, I believe that was the last one. However, I've also forgotten how much was on Tomorrow other than the title track and that cover of Non-Toxic. 1985 was on the reunion record? <laughs> because SF-71 had a reunion record? Uh, what? The one that we're going... Yeah. The one that we're going to cover is the, the second one. It's the one that had a single used in a X-Men trailer, which is what sold me the album. Fuck yeah. That's some, that's some Evanescence and Daredevil trailer bullshit. Love it. <laughs> I don't know which I would less like to revisit, SR-71 or Evanescence. Evanescence, hard hands down for me. <laughs> I don't know. SR-71 is one of the worst things we've covered on this show. SR-71 is terrible. Sugar Crash exists, Sybil. Sugar Cult. I kind of like Why Do You Kick Me When I'm High. I think that song is fun. But, like, I cannot defend anything else they've been even remotely involved in because they're a kind of a boring garbage pop band. Yeah, that is pretty much our thoughts on it. Um, also, I'm sure that song had an actual name, but... Right Now. The name of the song is Right Now. So, for what it's worth, much like Cruise in California on their last album... This is the one that Dexter is like, this is the comedy song on this album. He refuses to say what it's about. And they apparently did a bunch of posters for this song when it was released as a single that were just photoshopping the name and their flame skull into a bunch of movie posters. about to talk about we never have sex anymore <sighs> all right let before we start let's get the taste out of our mouths let's play another round of rich dad poor dad oh boy i'm preemptively guessing dexter holland because it's been metagame it's been like two rounds since it's been dexter holland okay okay interesting strategy okay Everyone I know who is successful has issues with their father, regardless of whether it was sports or business or entertainment. I totally relate to Tom Cruise. He's not crazy. It's just the litany of the Fuck. midlife crisis. I'm going to go with Rich Dad here. I'm sticking with Dexter, mm. I guess. I don't fucking know. That could be anybody. Mm. No, Rich Dad. I'm going with Rich Dad. Shit. Fuck you, Sybil. How dare you do this to me? Poor Dad. That was Brett Easton Ellis, the author of American Psycho. All right. Damn it. Oh, that's what American Psycho is about. I see. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of American Psychos, let's talk about We Never Have Sex Anymore, a.k.a. the song where monkeys try to be Seth MacFarlane. This is the actual, like, I haven't liked the record so far. This is the actual, like, funny abomination of this record. It's like, if you want to laugh, listen to this, or if you want to lose your faith in, like, punk. It's sort of a, I don't know, punk swing, like, retro cabaret thing. Hey, there's a, there's a Dexter Holland quote about that. I'll give you this one free. Uh, 
We Never Have Sex Anymore existed as a guitar song for a while. Then we started putting piano on it. I mean, we've got a clarinet at the end and crazy stuff. It's really fun to do it. It, it became a swing song. We try to throw a curveball on every record, something that you wouldn't expect. Maybe it's punk to not be punk. This is the equivalent of like a shitty CBS sitcom doing a bottle episode and pretending that they're experimenting. This is the Elon Musk cameo on Insert Adult Cartoon Here. Now, if you want to listen to something like this, that is actually like good and interesting and like fun, just listen to the Deer Hunter. They've made plenty of like swing inspired, like prog, post hardcore, punky prog songs. I don't even know how to describe them. The thing is, Ellie, I cannot imagine anyone walking away from this record and going, so this swing music, eh? This is the final video so far on the album to have a video release. And it is two apes trapped in a loveless marriage, wherein one eventually goes out and gets drunk with John Stamos of Full House at a strip club. I love this video, not because of the video, but because Dexter Holland looks like he really doesn't want to be there. <laughs> this is the first time that I've seen Dexter Holland in a video looking like... He, he looked like he's thinking, I am fucking 50 and I shouldn't be doing this. And uh, I don't know, that gives me a bit of a schadenfreude there, even though he probably has more money than I will ever have. You mean doing a lounge cover behind a stripper pole while an ape throws money around is the kind of thing that can depress a man? So I have really mixed feelings about this one, because on one hand, I hated listening to this song. I have nothing good to say about it. On the other hand, the French version is absolutely delightful in the worst way possible, and it makes everybody want to die a little bit, and it makes me smile. <sighs> you did find that. Right, I completely forgot that. we the, the Japanese version of this record has a bonus track, has a French version of the song specifically, and I don't know why. I don't know why it's only in the Japanese version that... It's really confusing. Are you unfamiliar with that trend? No, no, I know that trend, but it's really confusing to put a French version of a song in the Japanese version. It's like... It's because the French don't want it. (laughs) (laughs) It makes perfect sense when you realize how incredibly slapdash this album is. And what do we have as bonus tracks? We, We spent eight years trying to get together 12 songs some of which are covers of our old work or one-minute-long orchestral pieces. Uh, 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 we can do an international version. That's it. That's exactly what happened, and you know it. It made something beautiful. Yeah, none of us speaks French, I think. And uh, Dexter Holland's pronounce of French is, even to us, probably, like, terrible. Atrocious. I know he's screwing it up, and I don't speak French. Here, let's take us out of this, and because the next thing is going to be one sentence long, with another Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I haven't been able to write a song about flying. It just sounds cheesy, but for me, there's nothing like being up there. Fuck. Poor Dad. Dexter Holland? Poor Dad? Doesn't he have a pilot's license? I'm going Dexter Holland. You're all correct. That was Dexter Holland.
next town, there's a weird ass cult of, in the Hall of the Mountain King, and uh... You say weird. Yeah, no, it's the opposite. It's really obvious, right? It's exactly... It's really... What is the opposite version? Opposite of subtle? Sybil? I love Hall of the Mountain King. It's It's 60 seconds of the thing that are played faster and faster with guitar. That's it. It's exactly what you expect. I don't... You know, there's nothing awful that I can say about it, except that it's sort of really obvious. It's fun, but it's not great. I got one more take on this. The offspring decide to have a recital. Oh, okay. Here's why I say yes to that. Because I want that to turn into the Biden-era version of Rock Against Bush. I want it to be recitals for Biden. And it's all kinds of old punk dudes just playing something with their kids that they recorded in quarantine. That sounds like hell. Oh, my God. I know. Let's all live through terrors together. <laughs> and before we go on to the next terror, which, oh boy, if you want a message song that doesn't land, let's do one more round of this. So, how about... Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I think music is so diverse today and bands are so diverse. If you were a rock band in the 80s, you kind of had to stick to one thing. Now in this age of Coachella and Europeans and stuff, it's kind of anything goes. So that allowed us to try different things. Fuck Holland. Poor Dad. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Holland. You are all correct. That is Dexter Holland. Europeans and stuff. <laughs> That seems like a very Dexter Holland way to explain, like, their 2012 record. I have multiple other non-Dexter Holland quotes in here, so don't think you're safe yet. Let's talk about the Opioid Diaries. <laughs> Good lord. shit all over this i kind of like the opioid diaries in tone like sound quality that's all i know nothing of the lyrics it's like just sound wise it's a fine enough song i don't super disagree with you this is another one of those that sort of sounds like old offspring fairly energetic and like the opening i think is like picked up entirely from one of their old songs. but yeah i wouldn't yeah, lyrically, this is... Yeah. Sebon, do you want to talk about the lyrics of this? Okay. I did not have time to go through. I was trying to, and we started early, so I couldn't do the big Dexter Holland how does this man feel about drugs deep dive that I wanted, but there's definitely a part of me that goes, boy... I somehow feel Dexter Holland had different opinions about drugs than 
oh, it's terrible that they're on opioids if we were to talk about uh, anything harder. Maybe, maybe some weed, maybe some coke. The Kids Aren't Alright had a little bit of that. To be fair, not saying I'm pro-heroin, just saying that when all of a sudden it's like, oh, but this is the one where we shouldn't demonize them, does feel a little awful. Some of the lyrics also sound like the Dexter Holland solution is sort of like, just don't be on them. <laughs> it's like, it, it, it's the, it shows a minimum of empathy, but not an actual level of empathy. Just like, oh, this is bad. Don't be on them. My political, my political position on abortions. I say we just all have a good time. <laughs> That's very much what's going on here. And this is one of the worst lyrics about drugs I've heard since Anthony Kiedis. Come on, don't tie it off. Be your undoer of knots. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. <laughs> it's profound. Come on home while you can. I know I don't understand. You could still find your way. You know it won't get better. Dripping in metaphors. <laughs> and in other things. The master lyricist, Dexter Holland. Oh, yeah. This is Dexter Holland masturbating over the thought that he has fixed the drug war. I don't want to go to the next song, though. Adam, do you have anything to say about this song so we don't go to the next song? Um, I thought it sounded nice. I haven't been paying attention to the lyrics for this entire album, so... Weren't you the person who got in on the podcast because you were going to be the one who, to talk about the lyrics? Yeah, but self-preservation stated that I shouldn't for this one specifically. (laughs) Adam, I cannot help but respect your amazing judgment here. Like, truly (laughs) phenomenal. Thank you. Speaking of success stories and lyrics, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, there's something undeniably oxymoronic about a successful rock and roll band. Who wants to hear a bunch of success stories whining about their success? More importantly, what's even the drive behind a band? What do they have to rage against when they're successful? That's a dichotomy every successful band wrestles with. Rich Dad, that's too uh, self-aware to be Dexter Holland. Yeah, Rich Dad, I don't. I think Dexter Holland would be like, I'm successful, yay. Mm, poor Dad. Adam gets the point. That is Dexter Holland. Dang. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> GG. You are now tied for first again. Shit. Yay! <laughs> ah, right. uh, let's talk about Hassan Chop. I don't want to. This is barely a song. I can't, I could not pay attention for it long enough to even pretend to understand how this worked musically. It kind of doesn't. I'm gonna go with Dexter Holland said it best. Um, Someone once told me, I used to think your music was happy until I read your lyrics, but I think that's part of the formula. I wanted to write a song about what was going on in the Middle East, and ISIS in particular, 
just how brutal it's gotten over there. It's beheadings. When I thought of the beheading things, I thought, oh, that reminds me of their old Bugs Bunny cartoon, Alibaba Bunny, where the guy runs around saying, Hassan Chop, and so I decided to call the song that. No one knows what it is, except for 50 years old guys, but it's a great cartoon. The song is about how terrible it is over there, and not to point fingers, but to call it what it really is, a continuation of the Crusades. I mean, Jesus, it's the same stuff that's been going on for a couple of thousand years. My god is right, and your god suck, and now I'm going to kill you for it. God, I, I, w- I, w- I would love to have just a political talk show where Dexter Holland tells us his opinions on politics, like every week. That would be fantastic. So this is a war. I mean, come on, guys. It's, it's amazing that this could be written from the most good-natured position of how are we still doing a war in the Middle East that hasn't ended in 2021 and yet it has to throw in lines like caliphate destruction it's a war that must be waged heads are gonna roll when the tire treads stop these crimes they will be paid for said Hassan Chop we named a fictional Arab after a random cartoon character in an old Bugs Bunny short and wrote a message song about them. If you had, Ellie, if you had told me, if you had made me guess whether that quote you read was about this song or the song from their first album, second album, Baghdad, I wouldn't know which one it was for. It's... It is a song that is going for something, but it is completely trips over its shoelaces off the starting block. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna put my prejudice like in show here, but I don't want the person who wrote original prankster to ever talk to me about global politics. I don't know if that. A, pre- a preconception that I have, but I I don't want that to happen. I, I would like for that to not happen. I will also say, verse 2 is very okay, 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 someone should have looked at these lyrics. Swords gleam in the desert, the snipers are in line. Corsairs in the crosshairs, they'll gladly give their lives. Innocents are scattered like Bedouin in the sand. In this fight for God in a God-forsaken land. Yeah. People live there, you know, man. Anyhow, well, we did already have a Bill Maher quote among these, so let's play another round of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. There is an idea of me, some kind of abstraction, but there is no real me. Only an entity, something illusory. Although I can hide my shadow, and you can shake my hand and feel flesh grip yours, and even sense that our lives are comparable... I simply am not there. This is rich, Dad. That had way too many big words to be Dexter Holland. Rich Dad. Rich rich Dad, yeah. Yeah, this is Rich Dad, and it could be Jared Leto again. I would not be surprised. You're close. That's Patrick Bateman from American Psycho. All right. All right. I see. I see what you're going for. I wasn't kidding when I said every Rich Dad quote was a sociopath. I will tell you this, 
I did stop just shy of Elon Musk quotes because those are too dead on for Holland. Shall we go to the to the last worst things in this album? And I'm gonna go very sad and annoyed because oh god, this this two closers, this two closers are evil. the same joke about the next one is it that we wish it had gone away (laughs) oh i was just gonna call it the fucking mad world donnie darko version of an offspring single i mean yeah also true so the next song is a slow piano cover of gone away gone away you remember it it's an old offspring single very popular very people like it it's it just feel like the most shameless attempt at getting like nostalgia airplay. I hate it. Did anyone make it all the way through the song? Yes, I did. I love it. Okay, Adam loves it. Never mind. I made it forty five. I couldn't make it past after the first chorus. I was just like, I get. It. I know what's happening. <laughs> Adam, talk to us why you love it. Um, it sounds nice. Okay, my theory is Dexter Holland's at home. He sees the Doctor Who trailer. He's like, oh, not Doctor Who, uh, Doctor Doolittle trailer. What song was in that? Fuck. It was one of these sad fucking indie covers. Let's pretend for the sake of arguments that it was it was Gears of War 3 and they use Mad World again. Um, and he sees all these bands, all these artists are getting money for doing a sad indie cover of an old hit song. I wrote an old hit song. I can do my own sad indie cover. But my my take on this is this. This should have been a sad piano cover of original Prankster, and I would have loved that. Like, it wouldn't have been a good song, but conceptually, that would have been an amazing joke. Why not just go all the way with the Wankfest and do a whole album where you cover all your singles in a sad piano bar style? Like, if you're going to make us suffer through this one song, why not just do it for 12 <laughs> tracks and make your goddamn money back? I know why this is here, actually. Do you want to hear the story? Of course I want to hear the story. So, Gone Away is a thing that they would play live and use as a break song. So they did it as just a piano and his vocals on the stage so everyone could take a break. Nobody has to be hyper-drumming, doing guitar licks. And... Apparently, he claims that over the years, they've heard a bazillion people saying, where can I get the piano version of Gone Away? So they put it on this album, needing a track. Make it an EP. Do another version of Gone Away. Don't put it on an album. This is a dipshit move. Well, that's where this came from. Fan demand wanted this, according to Dexter Holland. 
Noodles also has a quote about this. It's it's very brief, which is simply, I'm not on this one. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> He's like, don't blame me. Is Noodles the best member of the offspring? Are we are we starting to realize that? <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, you know, Sybil, one thing you didn't mention in all the backstory stuff is they fired their longtime bassist before this album was completed, and they got into a lawsuit about it, something about... I actually didn't see that. Okay, it's something about the control of the offspring as, like, a trademarked corporation, a bunch of bullshit legal squabbling, like, dead Kennedy, like, oh, I wanted the logo rights, you know? Ah, interesting. So in mid-2019, Greg Kreisel files a lawsuit against Holland and Noodles following an alleged decision by the two in late 2018 to ban him from the band's activities, including recordings and live performances. He and his lawyers allege the two conspired to seize the business, business opportunities, and assets of his stake in the band without compensation. As a result, in 2019, their touring rhythm guitarist, Todd Morse, became a full-time member. Hmm. Interesting that that was... Yeah. I can come up with a better reason for Gone Away, the sequel, to exist than uh, uh, the band did. Which is, the original Gone Away is what happens... When you're like in that I'm kind of pissed off at the world stage of grief. And then this version of Gone Away is what happens when you're just kind of real fucking sad about it. Oh, God, then I need a version for all five stages. That's the EP. That's the fucking EP. Yeah, we do. I I think so. (laughs) I want that. You hear that, Dexter Holland? Noodles? Get on it. That actually would be a really good EP concept. And I say this as someone who has emotional baggage about the original song Hmm. me too all right i have two quotes left so for this gone away cover let's go with the most downbeat one left i don't want to get old and stagnant and hang around rich dad poor dad holland oh that's dexter holland because he did that and it would be really funny (laughs) Rich Dad. Adam takes the win. That's G.G. Allen again. We have one left. This might go into a tie. Because we have to talk about Lullaby. It's not a cover of the Cure song. It is just a reprise of Let the Bad Times Rolls Chorus. And Baby's first pedal effects song. Yeah, there's this awful voice effects on the voice. Like, it doesn't seem artfully awful. It just seems like they choose a shit effect on the voice here. Oh yeah, I hate this one. It's really unpleasant, and it's sort of slow, and, um, you know... As Dexter Holland said it best, 
Lullaby bookends the record and reminds you of the message of the record, let the bad times roll. The topics are all subsidiary to the main overarching theme of these bad times. I'm sorry. I imagine Lullaby to be like, listening to a phonograph record is that final spiral in the middle that repeats over and over again. It's a little theatrical. And, uh, I don't know, this is so dumb. It's called this a locked so groove, you ass. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> uh, I like Dexter Holland talking about the themes of its own record as if it's doing a literal analysis of it. Lullaby reinforces the themes of the record, such as giving up and not trying as hard anymore. <laughs> so, speaking of that, you've all seen the cover of this album, right? Absolutely. It It's basically a Dia de los Muertos uh, Goro from Mortal Kombat. Five arms instead of four. But the hands are holding a wad of bills, a black rose, which obviously gone away, a pile of pills, a gun that's pointed at you, the viewer. And a pirate flag. And a pirate flag. Do we think... That the pirate flag is condemning people who would still steal this terrible album in 2021, because I can't think of anything else on this that would connect it to piracy. Pirates are neat and hip with the kids. I'm looking, I'm, I'm like scanning my brain for any reference of like the seafaring life in Offspring lyrics. I think the closest it comes is Hassan Chop, and that's not amazing. Or maybe there, maybe it's just a stealth like, hey guys, just pirate this. We know it's bad. <laughs> Maybe they think they are pirates. Listen, I yeah, I think that it they are uh, uh, challenging us and encouraging us to become pirates, and I will. I want to round out Rich Dad Poor Dad with a quote I saved for last. Who decides what is and what isn't punk? I want to write songs that people hear and feel, and I want to be successful and reach a big audience. I'm not trying to be the coolest guy in the world. I'm trying to write songs that mean something to people. As you get successful, sometimes you lose one set of fans and gain another. Holland. Dexter Holland. Holland. You're all correct. That is Dexter Holland, and that does mean Adam wins by one point. Congratulations, Adam. <laughs> you are the foremost Yay. knower of Dexter Holland. Congrats, Adam. Do I get a star sticker? I will buy you one queer sticker of your choice off of Etsy, and you also get to pick the next bonus episode we do. Oh boy, the power is mine. Final thoughts about this record. Anyone wants to start? As the host... It is bad record. <laughs> the offspring are bad. And you should stop listening to them at this point. There's nothing to, to, to do. They haven't really done a good song since. And anyone's free to uh, disagree, from, <laughs> disagree with me, but their last good song was Hit That off Smash from 2003. And 
Um, if you want good music, uh, my recommendation is a band from Rhode Island called Pavid Vermin. That is all. I I would mostly disagree with Hit that being a good song, but I'm not going to get into this fight right now because that is so not. I mean, but like that that synth line, it's so good. Is it though? Write a synth, write a synth line that good and get back to me. I... Adam, bold stance by our guest today. I mean, it made me bad at Hades, so it gets a zero out of ten. Despite the fact that I enjoyed about half of it without knowing the lyrics. My thoughts are that I have run out of things on my desk to drink while we were recording this. I have gone through coffee, I have gone through seltzer, and I have gone through a glass of lemonade. Which means that to wet my throat, I'm taking another swig of the hot sauce. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) She does this to y'all all all the time, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> What's up? <laughs> this is audio poison, Sybil. You know this, right? Like you are hosting. This is how you are making a podcast. Is the idea that you are the GG Allen of podcasting? This is how we kill Sybil. Same song, different chorus. Okay, well, I have just vomited on my carpet, so this has been a podcast. Next week, we will be back with... Checking my notes. Real Big Fish's Cheer Up, which will likely lift our spirits quite a bit compared to The Offspring. And if you would like to find us, we can be found on Twitter at ggottpod.twitter. We have our website, gottagetoutofthistown.com which is very lovely and made by the wonderful Elaine over here. You can find your terrible host this week on Twitter at Bustrider or on her website at Hellscaper.com. Would our guest like to say anything since I took the first slot? Uh, I'm not really on social media much. Um, If you want to really get in contact with me, contact the show and it will be passed along, I'm sure. Uh, I write punk music reviews for Razor Cake, the nation's only non-profit uh, punk zine. Uh, it's like the only one left after Punk Planet and Maximum Rock and Roll folded. So, you know, if you think that's cool, give it a shot. I've been doing that for like a decade. Um, that's I wrote a theme song to a podcast. I guess everyone listened to Orb on the Duckfeed Network. All right, that's it. <sighs> Uh, Ellie, anything to say? Uh, you can also always find me at ACC the Moon on Twitter, and um, I hated this record. Adam! Um, you cannot find me on the internet. Please don't try. And I will point out once again that we do not have a Patreon, but you can support us in buying our new line of hot sauces which is not named anything nearly as good as Gringo Bandito, but we are trying to find a similar slur that doesn't match any of our ethnicities. <laughs> good night! Is, is our hot sauce just the, the offspring's hot sauce after you vomited? I hope not. I'm not doing that again to bottle more. <laughs> <laughs> this 
cynicism I'm just dropping rhymes like flies Let's go freak out everyone No reason, who knows why What's on your mind? Not like I've got the time to stick around I'll catch my flight Leap like a pop pumpkin And get out of this town What's on your mind? There's no point left to keep your image down Let's terrify oh.